everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V Auto, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Our conversation today will focus on how dealers are using our latest innovation at V Auto, Global Search Inside Profit Time GPS, to extend their acquisition and appraisal strategies across multiple sourcing channels. Of course, the end goal here is to consistently acquire vehicles that fit your acquisition strategy across any channel and minimize variances between appraisers and buyers that can lead to less than optimal cars and outcomes. And my guest for today's conversation is Aaron Norman, used vehicle manager for Ken Grody Ford in California. Aaron's had some recent experience working with Viato's product team to develop global search and he's been gracious enough to spend some time with us here today to share his experience and how this might have helped his business. Aaron, thank you for joining the podcast. Pleasure to be on here. Also, I go by janitor these days, but yeah, I guess he's commander's fine. Janitor too, huh? Well, (laughs) does that mean there's a a little talent crunch out there possibly? Oh man, ever since COVID hit, just wearing so many hats, loving every second of it. Good, good. Understood. Well, let's start. Besides being a janitor, I'd like to understand a little bit about your background there. And our listeners would, too. Maybe a little bit about your uh, background in the car business and your role with Ken Grody and perhaps a little bit about your used vehicle operation, your volume, typically types of cars you sell, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, before I found this job at Ken Grody Ford, I was actually just a Starbucks barista. So this is my first and only experience in the automotive business. And I think that's been actually a, a blessing since it's let me just adopt profit time wholeheartedly, as you'll find out later. Um, I I am the used car manager for Ken Grady Ford Carlsbad, but I'm actually the sole acquisition person for all three of my stores. So okay. I'm actually buying at the auction block. I don't know, probably at least 100 cars a month, minimum. And each of our stores sell about 100 cars a month. Okay, okay. So about a third of the inventory across all three comes from auctions then, is that right? Yeah. Okay. We're also an ICO dealership, so as much as we can, we do um, get cars from there. Okay, okay. What, and I guess let's we'll get into service links. I know that's an area of uh, of opportunity for some dealers, and I think you guys have been working on that a little bit. Um, but before we go there, uh, Profit Time GPS, you guys have been on that for a while. Um, what were the factors that led you guys to switch from provision to GPS? So we've been very fortunate to have Kevin Stearns as our performance manager for a very long time. And he basically talked the world of it. And Kevin is basically our mentor here. And I consider him basically my car dad. So anything mm-hmm. he says, I'm going to I'm gonna value. Mm-hmm. And he's done such a great job of never uh, shoving products in my face that weren't really worth it. Yep. So it hasn't been that difficult to jump on the board. And especially since, you know, he got us in the beta program back in the day, too. So we were one of the first dealers actually on the thing in the first place. Okay. Did you find from your perspective, Aaron, that, you know, moving off that, you know, turn every car fast mentality was tough or how did that, how did that 
go down for you, you know, and the, the members of your team? You know, funnily enough, I think profit time actually made our turn a little bit better because oh. our acquisition got so much stronger as a result. Okay. Um, if you look at our store, I mean, hardly any bucket goes above 30 days, even with profit time. So, you know, I could sing profit time's praises all day. It's, it's only been uh, a help. Okay. And um, our sales managers here don't appraise their own cars anyway. So there wasn't a transition for them. They just, they just use the system and called it a day. So to your point of acquiring uh, the cars for those three stores, does that mean that all appraisals come through you or you manage the team that handles it? So each store has a dedicated used car manager who does all the appraisals at all okay. times. Okay. So we're a bit of a slave to our phones here. Um, so I handle all of Carlsbad and then I have a correspondent in Buena Park who handles all of Buena Park and same thing for Redlands. I'm just unique that I'm the one who also does all the buying. So my plate's a little full. Yep. Yep. Understood. Understood. Now, Profit Time GPS has a part of it that, that helps you guys establish an appraisal strategy and targets, you know, for like what kind of Profit Time score do you want to be generally bringing in yeah. cars at? So walk me through how you guys have maybe set that up and, and how you and the other managers, you know, might confer to make sure you're all working from the same book. So we set it up back in the day with Kevin. I actually just recently revisited this with Brian, my new PM. We did some minor tweaks, but mostly stayed the same. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say our, I believe it's called the threshold, the lowest number you can go. Yep. We actually lowered that recently. So while we start the same place uh, where we end up, we're, we're okay with taking a skinnier deal if it makes sense to do so, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um. I would say typically on our ICO purchases, we sit out like a gold eight on average. Well, sure. We're only talking retail here, obviously. Yep. Um, Trade-ins are around a gold seven. And then auction, I'm pretty proud of my silver six here, typically. You should be, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so which, which of the, so is it fair to say, based on what you mentioned a moment ago, Aaron, that each of those is a little lower than what the threshold is a little wider than it would have been or, or could be, or I guess maybe they back in it another way. So if those are the targets, where are you guys find finding yourselves needing to land? And was that the reason you revisited the strategy? Oh, well, I say revisited. Um, we had them redo my, uh, the stocking grade weights and obviously I'm as i'm sure you know that changes what your score is and it's yes. going to be um but besides that no we haven't changed it too much okay 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 so but, i mean at the end of the day it's still i'm making all the decisions on my appraisal right so you know changing it's not going to change my world because at the end of the day if i see a car and i know i can't get it at auction i'm likely pulling the trigger Sure. Even if I'm below my th threshold, we're just fortunate enough that our processes are pretty decent. So our average scores are pretty good. At least I feel like they are, maybe by the data. 
Would you say so? Would you say then, if if the goal is is perhaps um, a, a seven or an eight, that ninety some percent of the cars are, are landing around there, um, or how how close are you on a day to day basis of meeting that goal? Yeah, so I would say at least half of my initial appraisals I don't need to change. Okay, and then. Obviously, they got to work a deal, so they'll ask me for more money here and there. Sure. And sure. then ICO, obviously, that's the only thing you can negotiate. So usually with ICO, that's a lot higher percentage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the, now let's shift gears then. So the way global search is set up, it's it's set up so that if you establish a target day supply in, in, an, in a particular segment and you have the appraising strategy we just talked about, this tool will go across auctions, service drive, uh, private party listings and other channels and show you the cars and give you the ability to rank them, you know, so that you're within strategy. So I guess that's the idea. Uh, you were involved in the beta. Uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about it. that experience and, and, and how that tool kind of grew over time. Yeah, bless that team's heart. When we first met, I think I beat them up so bad on so many different things. But it's really evolved into such a beautiful product that I wish I had it way sooner. I'd be mm. made my company a lot more money if it was here a year or two earlier. Um, they've been awesome to work with, and they've essentially taken every suggestion I've made and made it happen in a shockingly fast amount of time, too. Wonderful. Wonderful. What, were, what if I may go under the hood just a little bit? What was maybe something you said? No, no, guys, no. This is what you got to be doing. Oh, man. I made a lot of suggestions as it comes to the different sorting you can do. Okay. For example, they, they put a lot of emphasis on best match, but then I brought up, you know, when it's a private party listing, what I actually want to see is how quickly was that listed or how recent was it because i don't know if how many people are using van on a day-to-day -day basis but there's a lot of junk out there especially on the van listings they're not they don't do a great job of removing the cars that aren't there anymore so to actually effectively tackle private party you're going to want to see the newest stuff first mm -hmm. i'm going to want to see some of this old stuff that's just one suggestion another suggestion i brought up was while best match does typically dish up cars you want there's no reason i wouldn't want to see the highest scoring cars first so they also added that sort by profit time score and then just a lot of little things like you know what to include on the searches or um the filters i should say i mean a lot of suggestions there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then finally they're adding it's not out yet and they just customized this for me but they're gonna because stock wave as i'm sure you know you can go in and put x dollar per mile uh if it's a cr of three put this much for money reconditioning yep. and they're gonna they're gonna put that natively in um profit time it's gonna be a setting you can just do much okay. like stockwave okay okay and that's probably what most people are gonna notice are gone if they're avid stockwave users so i'm proud to make that influence i guess good Good. Well, and I'm glad I'm glad they took that stuff to heart. Uh, a moment ago, Aaron, you mentioned that you wished you had the tool before because it, it would have helped make the, more money for your company. 
what does that trend, how would you say global search would helps in that regard um, specifically? Well, I don't know what percentage of people are kind of like me, but I don't go to physical auction at all. Mm -hmm. I'm purely grinding through a massive list of cars. So before with old Stockway, right? You would you could kind of set up a very crappy pricing target, but it's just based on like Monday supply and it's obviously not perfect. So before I would have to dig through a mountain of cars to even find one that was worth buying. Now versus now, I got a very small list, but they're typically worth looking at. So where I would spend six hours before grinding through, I don't know, 600 cars and maybe win five of them. And now my day is so much shorter in that regard, spending only a couple of hours and I'm buying a lot more. So that's, that's where I'm loving the product. Okay. Are, do you think you're buying them better? I mean, it's the same you. Oh yeah. Easily. Well, maybe better is not the word. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely finding more cars that I want. Okay. Okay. Understood. And sometimes it takes. So a I'm appraising the car the same way, but finding the right ones have just become so much easier. What about the, you know, we talked at the, uh, earlier about auctions being about 30% of the, in, uh, of your overall inventory percentage. That's what's feeding it. How has global search maybe helped you tap some of the other channels like the service lane or, and you'd mentioned private party listings, um, but diversifying your sourcing network. T talk to me about that. So unfortunately I haven't had a ton of time to actually start dabbling in that. Okay. Um, as you know, I'm sure you can gather, I wear a lot of hats. So yes. <laughs> it's only so much one man can do, but um, I'm probably going to start incorporating private party into, uh, since we're an ICO dealership, we actually have dedicated buying teams. Mm -hmm. So I plan to get them trained up and them to tackle private party, at least as a daily routine. Um, service, I'm not excited about, not hmm. because it's the tool's fault, but because I, I just fail at buying cars on service. Drive, and I haven't met anybody who's actually been successful in that. Hmm. Is, uh, um process that so so you've tried it but it just hasn't stuck is that the the issue there uh it's more of it's more it's more of us than it is any tool okay um we just have we just have a very old system and yeah it's probably something i'm going to revisit once i have more time on my hands absolutely i i, I do know that that has um in incrementally made a difference and, and, it, and it seems like it's a matter of commitment and resources you know for the dealers that ultimately do find success it's got to be part of the part of the routine what's your sense um aaron as far as how global search might help other dealers well it's only going to help them if they actually trust profit time if they don't trust profit time i'm not sure how much it will be helpful but if anything I say resonates with people, it's it's a monumental game changer. One one last question, um, Aaron. You know, as you look ahead, we're, we're we're talking here toward the tail, right before NADA, toward the tail end of of January. Um, 
what would you list as maybe a couple of big priorities for you and your used vehicle departments? You know, it's, I've been so busy. I haven't even had a real chance to sit down with goals, but I would love to diversify my acquisition channels. Um, maybe even tackling service this year and really making a win out of that. Um, Cause this auction thing is not gonna, not gonna be my golden goose forever. It's gonna get a lot worse. I think this year, so mm-hmm. if I could start being less dependent on that and honestly, just for my own time's sake, there's only so many 14 and 16 hour days I could put up before it might drive me insane. Um, that'd be nice. I, th- I think that would be a, a big win if I could find other areas to acquire vehicles through. Very good. I want to go back on one thing you said about uh, trust in profit time. You've learned to trust it, but what did it take? for you to gain that trust? See, I, thankfully, I never had a chance to be dependent on book or even MMR as evaluation. So it's been pretty easy to trust it because it's, at the end of the day, the data is not gonna lie. And, you know, I'm sure Cox Automotive knows a lot more about the car than I do personally. So it's, it's knowing when not to trust it is actually harder for me, which might be funny for you to hear. Um, I mean, all my stores sit at probably 88 to 92% alignment every day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how much we're trusting the tool. Would you say, and let me just close the loop on that. So that tell me about the payoff of that trust. Has your gross improved volume gone up? Those are sort of the, the two things that that GP profit time GPS is attenuated to help you optimize. What about improvements on either one of those fronts or both? Almost, it's been so long now since we've had profit time. I almost don't remember the bad old days, but um, I believe we've gone up at least two hundred k in gross on average since our old provision days. If I had to put a number to it. Sure. And also we're just, you know, the tool seems to know when there's the writings on the wall. And what I mean by that is it will stop you from making a bad purchase way before it happens. How does it do that? Or is that just you looking at it and saying, nah, nah, thanks for showing me this, these numbers. I'm not going there. Well, usually it'll start by, uh, being a number so below MMR, it's almost baffling, and you're just sitting there staring at it. And at the end of the day, you, you choose to trust it. And then a week goes by, you know, <laughs> there's a thousand of these cars at auction, and uh, MMR isn't what it used to be. So it's like a guardian angel. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Aaron, thank you for taking the time to to speak with me, share your perspective here on the podcast. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. You take care. You too. And for all of you listening to the podcast, thank you for joining us. And until next time, stay well.